Two friends in a movie. 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 With Madison Sixteen. With Sister and Matt. With Madison Sixteen. With Sister and Matt. Hello, is it him you're looking for? See, I, right. changed, I changed the lyrics so that we don't get sued. I was going to say, you better stop that now because <laughs> you could use five seconds and after that they start charging you. <laughs> Fucking Lionel Richie. Fucking Lionel Richie. You what? know, what I does he need our money for? He's got so much money. He needs he our money. He has so much money. I, you know, Lionel Richie, I, I used to work at Barney's a million years ago. And I saw him walking, and at that point, he was like in his 70s. He looked exactly the same as he looked in the 80s. Well, that's funny you bring that up. (laughs) Because in the movie we talk about today, the guy, his character, who was in the 80s, it looks exactly Exactly the same as he does 40 years ago, or 40 years from then. It's just, it's nuts. It's nuts. But Lionel Richie, as we see him in, what's the show that he's in? Uh, you, so you think you can sing whatever it's called? Yeah, I think. It was something like that. Whatever it's called. Whatever it's called. <laughs> he still looks like he lived in, like he, he doesn't get old. He doesn't, well, you know, he doesn't. That's because he doesn't. Like he has surgeries done so he doesn't get old. Uh, I guess so. In the case of the men we're talking about today, he does not. But before we talk about the men we're talking about back today, let's talk about the show. This is Two Friends and the Movie. Two Friends and a Movie with Matt and Sixto. Where, where Matt uh, comes to my show and we talk about... Um, nah, nah, son. Huh? I'll let you get away with that last week. Not happening again. <laughs> it's the Matt with Sixto show. And we talk about movies because we love movies and we love to talk shit. That's our two favorite things in the universe. Yeah, that's kind of all I live for. <laughs> Talking shit and watching movies. And watching movies. And, um, and sometimes streaming a TV show. But that, that's about it. That's about it. I mean, you know, it's pretty sad for two men. We're not having like a like a two friends and the sex and the sex escapade because we don't have sex anymore. We yeah, we're, in the, we're in our forties. This shit, <laughs> you're tired at night. It's overrated. I'm, I'm, I just want to sleep, man. I'm tired. <laughs> Get on your side of the bed and leave me alone. Don't touch me. It's hot. <laughs> in any case. The movie we're talking about today is a relic from the past come again. And, you know, last show we did something similar. It's very funny. And I didn't realize it until this instinct right now that we're kind of doing like a sequel to something from the 80s once again. And next podcast we'll be doing that again. Is that true? There you go. There you go, my people. Because we're going to see Clerks 3. So we're going to be talking about oh, Clerks 3 in our next we're podcast. Gonna, uh, so we're doing it in the 90s. three in a row. So we're going to have to do something completely different. In the in the uh, next podcast, we're doing a that. fucking cartoon. <laughs> we're doing a cartoon. Finally. <laughs> I love cartoons. In any case, the movie we're talking about is the movie that's made the most money 
since since I don't know. Since it's movies like the, were invented. I mean, I, I don't think so, but it's like the sixth highest grossing movie of all time at this point. Gross is right. Uh, <laughs> ah, you see what I did there? Because it's terrible. Yeah, it's not terrible. Um, I want to see because I have to look this up. Uh, what what am I looking for? Uh, Nobody grossing. knows. Gross movies. The gross movies of the year. I'll make some noises while you're you're doing a research. Well, I'm in looking show. for this because it's in show it, research. It, it, Tap gun. Maverick passes Black Panther as the fifth highest grossing movie That's racist. ever in North America. Of course it's racist. And that's why he passed it because somebody was like, them Negroes have a fifth People most like, grossing movie in the Top universe. Gun, I ain't going to see Black Panther. No, it's not that. It's that they were like, them Negroes have too much money. We got to <laughs> put them down. Let's just get, let's go see Top Gun 10 times in a row. <laughs> Do it again. <laughs> we don't even have to watch it. Just pay for it. <laughs> just live at the door. It's like, look, I'm going to leave you my card. I'm going to see Top Gun. For every showing that I don't show up, you charge me again. Yeah. And then when I be back, you give me my card. Yeah. Yes. Um, so the movie is Top Gun Maverick. Colin Maverick. Colin. Colin. Colin Jost. Colin Farrell Maverick. It probably would have been better. With either of those guys, in it. <laughs> oh come on! Um, you know I have to say, Same. Matt, we we spoke about doing this movie, and I told you, hey, you know we haven't done anything anything new new, and and that's not true because last show we did something new new, but then it was like, but Maverick has been making so much money, and we didn't talk about it when it was in the movie theater. Yeah, so I feel like it, it's it's our job and duty. To yes. speak of this movie. To please that booty. Oh, that too. So, first, before we get into Maverick, I got to admit, I never saw Top Gun. Right. I so, have to ask you, what year were you born again? 82. Okay. So, you must, you would have been like three, four years old in the original one. Yeah, it was around. Like, I had an opportunity to watch it. I had, even as a seven-year-old, I was like, this is shit. I don't want to watch it. I do it. Um, so I finally watched the original because I wanted to make sure. Have reference. Have reference. Yeah, that I was up to date and I would get everything to give it a fair assessment. Yes. Um, so I saw Top Gun and then I saw Top Gun Maverick. Right. And I thought to myself, there was no reason to see the first one. Because this movie is exactly the same movie. So imagine if you would, if you take the first half of Top Gun. Yes. And at the end, when they have the conflict, swap that with the first Star Wars, the 1977 Star Wars, mm-hmm. and supplement like the X-Wings with airplanes. And yes. there you go. Exactly. And speaking of Star Wars, this is the same gripe I had when they... Redid did episode Star Wars. seven, yeah, because yeah. right. they just took the original Star Wars and said instead of Luke, it's going to be Ray. There you go, new Star Wars, new Star Wars. Give me your money. That's what this was. It was all right. Instead of having Maverick and Iceman, we're going to have Rooster, Hang- Hangman, and Rooster, or whatever the fuck their names were. Right. Um. 
So let's just go do a quick quick rundown of the movie. So, um, I did like that they started the movies exactly the same way. Like the intros with the planes doing everything. That was a nice nostalgia task. Like remind you, like this is yeah, this is what we're doing. So I I didn't mind that. Um, and then the movie starts where you know Maverick, he's his own guy, and you can't tell him what to do. So he's in this special right. new plane, and they're like, you can't go to Mach 10, let alone past Mach 10. And what he does, Mach 10.2, he's like, fuck you guys, I'm Maverick, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. And so the, the bosses of the military were like, fuck this, you're going back to Top Gun, because we've had enough of you here. And he's like, I can't go back to Top Gun, I haven't been there in 30 years. They're like, no, back to Top Gun. And so, shut up about it. Yeah. So he gets on this motorcycle because there's more motorcycle riding than planes flying in both these stupid movies. <laughs> so he's on this motorcycle for like a 10-minute montage going through, you know, the streets of California. <laughs> playing the stupid song, you know, welcome to the danger zone. We're going to keep rhyming danger zone with danger zone. <laughs> so <laughs> he shows up. And people are like, we're the best fighters there ever been. He's like, you haven't seen me yet. I'm Maverick. I'm better than all of you. Um, so we got to teach the best of the best from the Top Gun program over the last, like, 10 years or so right. to do this super secret specialized mission um, of flying through a canyon and bombing this site that's in between two mountains and getting away before you get killed. So this big intricate plan. So most of the movie is them training and fighting and going, you can't do this. I could do this. And eventually Maverick is like, I'll do it myself and shows him how to do it. Um, and then, you know, at the end, they they do it. And Maverick gets shot down and Goose's son is in the movie. And they have a lot of conflict between Maverick and Goose's son. Because the past has never been really talked about. So there's misconceptions of what happened and why it happened and who's protecting who. And also, right, like uh, uh, Rooster, who is Goose's son, Rooster's mom, told Maverick, you already cost me a husband, you can cost me a son. So yes. whatever you do, don't let this motherfucker fly. And so he failed them to get into the, into the Navy. So he had to fly like fucking, you know. It cost him four years. Like, he had to do extra, like, stuff and nonsense. Right. right. Um, but at the end, Maverick gets shot down. Rooster comes back to save him. And as they're about to die, the, the I don't want to say villain, but the guy, like... The asshole like, of the movie. Yeah, the cocky, conceited guy comes and saves him. And he has all humility now. He's like, oh, I'm part of the team now. I never wanted to be that guy. Now we're all cool with friends. And then the movie ends exactly how the first one ends, where everyone cheering and, you know, uh, all the people who had doubts are now like, no, Maverick's the best guy in the world. So that's the a quick summary of the nonsense that happens. So uh, now here, we'll do a deep dive. Yeah. So here are the things that 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 I think make the dip, the bigger difference between you and I with this movie. Let me be very clear, and I'm and a hundred percent honest. I saw this movie 
at the last moment possible because somebody at work was like, you haven't seen this. I've seen it three times. We're going. Let's buy our ticket now. We sit, I sit apart and we fucking hang out and watch this movie. And I was like, fine, I'm, I'm going with you. And I saw it. I went to the movie theater. I haven't been to a movie theater in a long time. I saw it in the IMAX. And let me be very clear about a couple of things. Okay. Number one. Yes. When I was a child in the 80s, during the Cold War, and where the military seemed, the, the U.S. military very specifically, seemed like the world's hero because the Cold War was happening. There was nuclear threat everywhere. And having somebody when you're in the American continent kind of being the good guy, as far as you understand it, mm-hmm. in a fight against, you know, the Ruskies. And the evil. And what they represented. The felt, evil empire. Right. It felt really good. So the the military propaganda was alive and very well in the 80s. G.I. Joe's was fucking huge. Top Gun was fucking huge. Commando was huge. Predator was huge. And All of this, that was the only information you could get. There wasn't an internet. There wasn't sources where you get you know other people's opinion. Like it's 100%. all this, and that's all you know. Like you really depended on newspapers and newscasts to understand what was happening in the world. There was no CNN. There wasn't anything that was like 24 News Network. None of that existed. It was just the news two times a day and the newspaper two times a day. So really, like the world was a simpler place and there was a big picture that that was being painted for all of the world that the fight was between Russia and the United States and the United States for most of the world was the good guys because they weren't communists. Mm -hmm. So, um, the impact of Top Gun for a child that was seven, eight, or nine, or six, seven, eight, or nine, 16, when he came 17. out. Hmm? 16, 17. I mean, I suppose, I suppose so. I don't know anybody that was that age that saw the movies. So shut up. I'm shut up. You, called you old. Shut up. <laughs> um, there was no equal to that because, you know, we had come from seeing Star Wars and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then this was kind of like seeing Star Wars in the real world. Yeah. Something that you could reach, like you could be a pilot. Why not? And a lot of pilots that are in the Air Force now became pilots because of Top Gun in the Air Force, in the Navy. The, the older guys, the guys that not now, not the youth that is in now, but like those guys that are already like like high ranking already. They all became pilots because of Top Gun. So the impact of the movie is very hard to explain because we live in a very different world. Like military propaganda is not where it used to be. After the Iraq war and all of that, it came down, went down to the toilet because that's not, that's not, that's not a righteous war. You know what I mean? We had a righteous war when it was the Cold War and we wanted to prevent at all costs a nuclear holocaust, which everybody was afraid of. So... When you come with that kind of love for that movie, there is a different impact that Top Gun Maverick has on you because it's it just it doesn't it's not the propaganda, it's grabbing that that sentiment of of wonder that you had as a kid of like fuck I want to fly a plane, mm-hmm. and they do make planes look really cool. Yeah, like, they, absolutely. Like right, right. that's one thing the movie does great is making like. <laughs> Like, hard on for planes. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, I want to do that in my car now. Yeah. <laughs> Is it too late for me to be a pilot still? So, 
I will say, as a grown-up, though, and I've seen Top Gun countless times, you know, like I have it on DVD because it's a movie from my childhood, and the older I got, the more I was like, it's a tough watch, man. Like, this movie, it, the, the more you watch it, the more you, like, want to skip scenes and get to the point where they're flying the plane and being like, all right, this is cool, this is cool. And, you know, it's directed by... by, by uh, um, Michael, uh, what's his name? Um, what's the guy know. that did Aliens? Michael Asshole? No, who's the guy that did Alien? I don't know. Alien, the first Alien. Top of my head. Yes, you do. I don't. Uh, Ridley Scott. Ridley Rid- Scott. So That's- it was My- Michael Scott. And Michael what? Scott is Michael, Michael Scott. Michael is from The Office. <sighs> Michael Scott is not a director. Michael Scott is The Office. <sighs> you want to know who directed Top Gun or Top Gun 2? No, the original Top Gun. The original Top Gun, I think it was Tony Scott. Tony Scott, not Michael. Thank you. Um, and Tony Scott was really did a good job of making a very sexy movie. It was visually visually telling a lot of stuff. This movie was supposed to be a Top Gun whatever sequel. Top Gun 2, as it was called for a long time, Top Gun Maverick, was always going to be a Tony Scott movie. Always. But Tony Scott, if you don't know, had a brain, an operable brain tumor. And when they told him that they couldn't operate in the rest of his life, he was going to be in a lot of pain. He decided to jump from a bridge, which you kind of have to give it to the guy because it's either two years of being in pain and your family seeing you dying or just saying, well, I'm going to die anyways in two years. Might as well do it now. He should have went on a plane. Yes, he should have jumped out of a plane and not opened the parachute. Yeah. <laughs> that fucking story writes itself. <laughs> That's fucked up. And and it was a very sad story in the moment. Suicide in other circumstances. It's, suicide is always wrong. But if there's one circumstance where it doesn't seem as wrong, even though it's still wrong, is this one. Let's just say that. But suicide is fucking like, don't, don't. If you're thinking you're suicidal, please call Suicide Hotline. Please. Please. Don't do not anything. Please. Please. I mean, we joke, but yeah, it's all please seriousness. Yeah. yeah. Uh, legitimate. Don't, don't fucking do that. Like, it's, it's a permanent solution to a, to a non-permanent problem. Yeah. In any case. In any case, Top Gun 1 is pure 80s. It's an 80s, like, if the yes. 80s had a movie, it'd be Top Gun. Top Gun. And for people who've listened and people who are new, I don't like the eighties. <laughs> so you you could see how a movie that is bleeds eighties, how I, I wouldn't like it so much. And I think I would have liked Top Gun original more, knowing it was a standalone movie. Knowing because I didn't see it until I knew there was another one. Right, right. As right. a standalone movie. It's not bad. I it's mean, not. It's, I mean, it's, it's not great. It's not great, but it's not bad. Right? But I can see why people like it. It's right, not right, my right. taste, but I can see why people enjoy it. Right, I understand that. But as, um, a, as a part one of a sequel. Yeah. <laughs> right. This is like when they rebooted Ghostbusters the last time with Paul with Rudd. the children. And like it wasn't, it was a new story. It had elements of the old story, but mm-hmm. it was a new story. 
Right. And that's why I enjoyed that. This was not a new story. This was the same exact story with just different character names placed in where the old characters were. Right. And to the point where the shit is so similar that you kind of feel like a little bit cheated, but also look a lot of a lot of directors and a lot of look Michael Mann did Heat twice, right? Like he did that TV movie that is exactly Heat, mm-hmm. and then he did Heat. So a lot of times you get repeated better versions of a storytelling where where the the technology gets better, there's more money, so the movie looks a lot better. But uh, Red Dragon was done twice, right? Like all of these things have been. There's a lot of movies that have been done. Yeah, time this, after time. This is nostalgia money grab, which seems to be a popular thing. Kids, kids from the late '80s and '90s must all have a lot of money. That all these people are like, we could get this money from these people because they're going to see Top Gun, and no matter what we put on the screen. They're going to pay for it, but I got to I got to argue that that's what movies have always been. I guess it feels like I'm not saying that's that's a new thing. It just seems that it's much more than it used to be. So what I think is very true is that before I think during the 70s and the 80s, what they would do is like take a feeling of a movie from from the 50s and redo it in the 70s and the 80s, right? Mm. Like, I wanted it to feel like... So it wasn't really necessarily nostalgia directly, but it was, like, the basis of nostalgia. Yeah, yeah. While now it's, like, pure, unadulterated nostalgia. Now we're just going to slap you in the face with it. We're not even going to (laughs) try to hide it. So let me move into some of the issues I had with this movie. Let's go. So first, unless it's a very quick mention, and I missed it, the love affair he has in the first movie is non-existent. We don't know why they ended. We don't know why they're not with each other anymore. Is she still alive? Is she dead? We have no idea. Which wouldn't be a big deal if half the movie of the first one wasn't about him trying to get this girl and her being with this girl. Like, you have to mention it. You got like, even his conversations, like, yeah, you know, we tried for a couple years, it didn't work out. Like, a quick thing so you know what happened. I think they do mention it very quick, like... It must have been really quick, because I didn't... It was very passing. Very passing. And then he walks into that bar where Jennifer Colony's working. Right. And he's like, oh, it's you again. Like, you're supposed to know who this person is. She's not in the first one. There's no mention of her in the first one. We have no idea about their past, their relationship, this kid that he mentions a whole bunch of times, and, like... You better not hurt her this time. Like, none of this occurred in the first one. None of it. And the kid is not in his 20s or 30s. The kid's like a 17-year-old kid. 16, 17, right. So this kid wasn't born for like 12 more years when the first Top Gun was around. So how does she even know what happened? She was like minus 12. (laughs) So why they make no reference of why these two people are together is, is beyond me. And then it's classic Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise, Maverick. Like, she's like, oh, we can't date because of our past. And then she's, he's like, come on. And she's like, okay, <laughs> fucking, we'll just date now. But I would argue with you, Matt. There's a lot of video essays. If you want to look this up, uh, you listener, I, I suggest you do. 
in that Top Gun is really very specifically a movie about Maverick and Iceman falling in love and fighting with the urges that they have to fuck each other. And I support that 100%. I think there is nothing about that movie that is not homosexual tension all around. I guess. So (laughs) if that is the truth, now that that uh, spoilers, by the way, I mean, oh, we'll spoiling, spoilers! We'll be spoiling the shit out of this movie, but super spoilers now. The point where Iceman shows up and then he dies, and then he's like, "All right, let me go, let me get with this chick because the love of my life is gone." <laughs> then I feel like less bothered by that. But that is a very tacked on fucking mass of the movie. This love story, like he has to have a love story. Yeah, here it is. Why? And it is cool what they did with Val Kilmer. Like, his voice was, like, replications of, like, old recordings that they Mm -hmm. were able to, like, piece together and make him say sentences and stuff. Like, look it up if you're really interested in that. Like, how they did that was cool. Uh, But, yeah, like, there's no love story needed. And I know this is not a point, and no one would ever mention it, but Maverick was there in the 80s, right? right? So, at the very least, he's been gone for, what, 23 years, maybe? Let's say, right? Let's say. He looks exactly the same. <laughs> like, no one goes, Maverick, you don't fucking age. Like, how he's like... He how, looks... how fucking old is Tom Cruise? Nobody knows, because he just has secret doctors that keep him young, like the rest of these goddamn celebrities. <laughs> but that one person is like... And apparently... One thing they leave off the test for becoming an air, uh, uh, air pi- pilot is you have to be really, 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 really good looking. <laughs> Everybody is hot in this movie. There is not one ugly person no. in this movie. <laughs> Even the the, the the nerd that they, for some reason, referenced for only like five minutes of the movie, the guy Bob. Even him is like a supermodel with glasses on. Like, oh, he's got glasses. He's ugly. He's a nerd. He's like a six foot five, like, incredibly built man with blue eyes and blonde hair. No, he's got glasses. Motherfucker's ugly. Tom Cruise is 60 years old. And he is completely unabashed and unafraid to take his shirt off and hang out with these fucking rock solid 20 something year olds. I'm 44. I will never take my shirt off no. in front of anyone. <laughs> I, I didn't do it at 24. <laughs> this motherfucker is, I don't know what he eats. I don't, he's got, because that's, but you have a thousand trainers who, and private chefs and all these people who can make your meals and tell you when to eat and how to train. Like, it's got to be easier. I mean, I, I, I suppose so, but I just, I'm, I'm impressed. So, y- yes, you're right. There's a Tom Cruise that doesn't age. There and is a... a... <laughs> speaking of his shirt off, like, they have another, like, instead of playing beach volleyball this time, they, they're they playing beach football. Right. I, I scene doesn't, like, the beach volleyball scene doesn't make any sense. This scene doesn't make any sense. No, no. And, uh, look, for the things that I don't like of this movie... I have a very strong gripe. Well, I, there's two things that I really don't like about this movie. One is a very, very important one of the movie, and it's the nostalgia kick of it. Like, I was sitting there being like, all right, this movie looks fantastic. It's great, but I've seen this. I don't have anything against it. It's just that I felt like it looks better 
the way they make the movie is better. But if you're not looking for that, you're just looking at the movie. Like if you're not realizing that they're really in fighter jets flying a fucking five G's or whatever the fuck they're doing, it's not as impressive as knowing it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And uh, as beautiful as the movie looks, I really felt like this nostalgia kick. Like I was hoping for an actual new story. Yeah, and, like the Ghostbusters, uh, something different, right. something you feed right. off the nostalgia. Like right, here's a little right. bit of tidbit, but we're gonna take it to the next level. A hundred percent. And this didn't even feel like a passing of the hand because ultimately it is Maverick who saves the day. Yeah, and he will always save the day. No right. one will ever outdo Tom Cruise. Exactly. And so that's the the biggest problem that I have with it. And I said it the moment I saw the movie was, there's no passing of the torch, and that should have been it. He's 60 fucking years old. And there sh- and I understand that he looks 45. I get it. But he is 60. And his character is not going to be there forever. He definitely should have passed the baton. He should have been the guy in the control saying, do it now instead of being the guy that saves the day. Exactly. Exactly. 100%. Because he's, he's not that guy. And even and to put a little realistic touch to it, they should have had him... Like, fail the training or something. Where he goes, you know, Maverick, you just can't do it anymore. You have to teach these guys to do it because you don't have it anymore. Right, right. Like, you are past your prime. Yeah. That's it. You know, like, it should have been it. And the other problem that I have, which I I know is going to probably sound too woke. I don't care. We're living in a more woke world than we ever world that we have ever lived in before. You put one girl in the entire movie that flies with them. Mm-hmm. She's useless. Useless. It makes it made me so fucking angry that they even put her in it just so that nobody will say nothing. Yeah. And the one black guy. There's one black guy and one woman. And that's it. Again, one black guy, one woman. A hundred percent. And let's not do let's not talk about the fact that when they put the black guy with Maverick in the jet. Yeah. He's in the back seat. He's still talking to a dead white dude. Talk to me, goose. Yeah. Talk to me, goose. He's like, no, the motherfucker behind you who's telling you what to do is the one that you should be listening to, not fucking goose. Um, and one big thing I had is the same problem I had with the first one. Is there's this giant international incident where enemy. Firecrafts. First one they were on our soil. The first one. This time we go to their soil, and we bomb the hell out of the thing. And there are zero consequences. <laughs> Which doesn't start a war. Doesn't start an international incident. By Nothing the way, happens. By the way, another thing you should look up in the internet if you ever if you ever want to on YouTube. I shouldn't say the internet. Go to YouTube and look for how many laws Maverick breaks in the first Top Gun. Forget this one. Just in the t- in the first Top Gun, Maverick got the death sentence like sixteen times from the from the shit that he does. Can you imagine, dude? Can you imagine that's the guy? And you can't get away with that in the eighties when there was no information to be found. A hundred percent. He breaks the rules in the first ten minutes of the movie when he goes to Mach ten point two. Like right then, he should be court-martialed. Death penalty. Yeah. No. Death penalty. Go teach the most important mission America's ever seen. 
oh lord i never got that in the original movie the older i got that's one of the things that bump i bumped into very hard that i was like this guy broke all the rules and as a punishment they're gonna take him to the school to make him a better a better fucking firefighter what a punishment what a punishment and this has really very little to do with the movie but i personally do not like miles teller i don't like him i don't like his face i don't like the way he acts Come on, uh, stop it. No, it doesn't, like, Miles Teller, to me... He's Mr. Fantastic, bro, stop Always it. feels like he's Miles Teller playing a person. That's true. Like, he's the, he's that same, like... He's Whiplash, bro. Yeah, like a half-serious, half-sarcastic, like, I'm a troubled guy, but I'm really gonna be into it, and at the end of the day, you can count on me sort of thing. Like, uh, I just... Uh, He's whiplash. I'm bro. not a fan. Not, whiplash. Not a, I understand the whiplash. <laughs> Still not a fan. I didn't. You know, I got it. I got to confess. We're not talking about whiplash. I didn't like whiplash. Uh, to me, whiplash was a nothing movie. Look, I didn't even see whiplash. Yeah, it was a nothing movie. It's a movie about a moment, and I I, I hated that movie. For it's it's a well told story. It should have been a short. That movie should have been twenty minutes long, or maybe even forty. Or make it f- maybe zero. Or maybe zero. Anyways, in any case, what I'm getting at is those are the things I don't like about this movie. There are a couple of other things that I don't like. For example, the fact that they force feed you a love story in the middle of it that makes no sense and it's not there's no necessity for, but they put it there. Yeah, he actually to me it seems like he's a horny you know twenty five year old guy. He's like, oh, I'm in a new town. I gotta find some girl to fuck. Oh, I know you. Let's go fuck. Right. Like, He's there on this super, like, super secret mission. He's like, no, 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 don't worry about that. No, like, the, this the girl from the right. bar that I knew twenty years ago. Like, I let me go bone, to your house. I gotta bone this girl. That's what's yeah. that's what's important. Then, uh, uh, like you said, there is like this whole relationship. You know, I heard a rumor that that's supposed to be like they mentioned that he got in trouble because he fucked some high-ranking officer's daughter. And that's supposed to be the daughter of the high-ranking officer. But even if that were true, there is no correlation. Nobody says it at yeah. any point. And there's no point for it. Like, he's an old man now. Like, focus on the goddamn mission. Focus on po- giving the mission to the youth that can't do or, it. Yeah, or make Goose's son, Rooster, have a love story. You know? Right. Right, make it about him, but that's the problem. It was always about Tom Cruise, and the movie's called Top Gun Maverick. I get it, but it was always about Tom Cruise. It's always about Tom Cruise. Like make him like make the same mistake. It's like you know, I dated, and that's a, a great way where you could find out what happened from the girl from the first one. 100%. I made that mistake when I was doing this. Like, don't let that distract you. Like, you need to focus on your thing. This is how your dad died because I was distracted chasing pussy. Yes. Like, concentrate on the mission. Yeah, like. Exactly. Like when the mission's done, you know, go have your fun. But right, right now we have a we have a job to do. Like, and that's a great way to bring the two movies together. But he's like, no, no, look, that deviates too much. Like we're writing three new pages to the script, and that is it. Everything else is exactly the same. And Star Wars. <laughs> it's just uh. I couldn't I couldn't get behind it. And like the fight scene, it's too predictable like you know they're gonna win but the way that happens like i was watching this with my wife and 
near the end when when they find let's just go back a little bit. Oh they, yeah. They're on the ground. Talk, Tom I wanted Cruise, to talk about this too. Yeah. Tom Cruise gets shot down, right? So he's in this mountain range in the snow all by himself. And Rooster goes back to save him. He's like, I can't leave you behind. I'm gonna go back. It's very noble. So he goes down, he tries to find Tom Cruise, and now they're together and they're running through the mountains. They find the aircraft runway where all the enemies' planes are. And the whole movie they're talking about how the enemy now has all these really fancy planes and they're really high tech. And then they just happen to find their exact plane in a hangar, not being guarded, all by itself, it's still a- running, in perfect condition where they could just fly it. <laughs> so they they don't even, like, pretend to, like, sneak around to get to the plane. Like, they just walk to the plane. And they jump into the plane. And now they're flying. So then the other enemies are, like, trying to attack them. And they kill, like, most of them. And there's one left. And he's headed right for Maverick and Rooster. And I went to Denise. I go, Hangman's going to show up and blow this plane away. And what happens 10 seconds later? Hangman shows up and blows up. The plane blows up. And then you see Hangman with a stupid smile. Hey, you think I was going to miss this party, dude? Or whatever the fuck's nonsense he says. I I just got to tell you, my biggest, my the one thing that I bump with the hardest... And was excited about the hardest in this movie. But the moment that it happened, I was like, this is fucking dumb. Because Tom Cruise says, you cannot fly an F-14 Tomcat against this jet. He says it. He says it. They said it a few times, I think. And he's like, we we don't have a chance because they are, like, that's the future. This is too old. But the point of that is to prove that too old doesn't mean anything as long as it's Tom Cruise. Yeah. Doesn't... doesn't matter about the plane. It's all about the pilot. It's about the pilot. And I got to tell you, man, I bump into that so hard because just just from the just from the 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 way that they were speaking about these Russian jets, like they were even beyond whatever the Americans have today. And then here coming, he comes in a fucking jet that got the commission in 1998 or something like that. that. Just happens to be in his enemy runway. Just sit there for no reason. <laughs> I could not believe what I saw. And the fact that they get up, because he says, we get a couple of shots. And the only reason why is because they don't expect it. Mm-hmm. That makes perfect sense. I think exactly. that's very true. The first shot, the, play, the first plane they shoot down, I give it to you. I give it to you 100%. Sure. The other, the other three, get, get, get fucked. Get fucked. It's <laughs> never happening. <laughs> So, I got to tell you. Oh, no. I was... Before before we get to that. Why do they all have, like, these special helmets? Like, are air pilots also very creative people who need all these fancy helmets and all these crazy designs? I know it means nothing to the movie. I was just watching them all. I go, I didn't know aircraft pilots were so creative. They made all these fancy things. What do you mean? Like the paintings on it? Yeah, they all have special paintings and different oh. designs. You know, I gotta see aircraft pilot. I gotta see if that is. I now I have to see if pilots because I think is uniform, right? 
Like if you're in a unit, you might have like a I unit. I have to imagine. I have to imagine if you have in a unit that the, the lightning bolts, everybody gets a lightning bolt. But other than that, everybody has to have standard yeah. green, blue. You're not, or, supposed to, you're not individuals. You're a team. Right. Like the quarterback of the you know New York Giants doesn't have like special graphics all over his helmet. <laughs> but as I look, as I look on online, I'm seeing uh, not a lot, not a lot. But I'm seeing some paint jobs on some helmets, so maybe you're allowed to just paint whatever. Oh, this is a very, oh, ah, mm, a very beautiful ah. female pilot. Her eyes are gorgeous. I think Wows. I'm in love. Wowzers! Wowzers! In any case, let's not talk about. Let's end this really quickly so I can. Uh, Heyo! Email, email this woman really. Oh no, I can't. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> the point I was trying to make is. <laughs> The point I'm trying to make is, you are right. It takes out, it takes you out of the movie. Once again, it's something you could get away with in the '80s, where nobody can go to Google and search shit, mm-hmm. and where the world hasn't been more and more and more forced into watching movies that are more quote unquote realistic. You know, um, <laughs> I, I mean, okay, I'm gonna list you all the things I enjoyed about the movie, ah, and good. then you. You tell me your list of things you enjoyed about the movie. Okay. Okay. My list is that it ended. <laughs> now, what's your list? <laughs> That's not true because you said you liked the, the airplane porn. Yeah, no, I like some of the fighting was cool. And in the beginning, I liked the nostalgia touch because I thought it was just going to be touches. Right. people raised how good this movie was. I really thought it was going to be a new story. Uh, so I was like, oh, the opening's the same. To remind you, like, we know where we came from, but this is where we're going. Sort of idea. Right. Instead, it was like, we, we know where we came from. The end. And we're staying there. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't moving an inch. Um, you know, I, I, I did like the airplane porn because that is what I called Top Gun for... T- 30 years now, airplane yeah. porn. That is exactly what I've called it. That is exactly what it is. Um, I liked seeing Val Kilmer in that in that form. Uh-huh. I, I was happy to see him too. And the fact that you can kind of make that contrast where you see Val Kilmer and say like, this, everybody moved on except you, man. Like, what's you know, wrong with you? Speaking of Val Kilmer, it was funny to me to see him in the role of Top Gun because... For many years, I've seen Top Secret, which mm-hmm. is a movie I love, and mm-hmm. I've seen many, many times. Mm-hmm. And it's almost in Top Secret, he's almost playing a character who makes fun of the Iceman. Yeah, right. So then to see him do it as like a serious role to me was very funny. <laughs> and who knows? It's possibly why he did it. You know, because wasn't Top Secret his first movie? Uh, I'll look it up. I'm not sure. What I think first. so. I think Top Secret was the very first movie that he was either the star of or that he was in. I'm not. I'm not quite sure, but, um, you know, let's see here. Val Kilmer, I got you. I'm looking up. You speak. Uh, um, I liked that he was in, and I liked that he was in in that way, and I liked that he really was. Iceman and that they show progress for everybody else but Maverick. And it was, you're right. 
Top Secret was 84. Tom Top Gun was 86. Yeah. Um, and uh, to to really let you know that Maverick is really stuck, but that doesn't pay off. Like like you know that's the problem that we're both having with this movie is that him being stuck doesn't cost him anything, and he's not really stuck because he's in this new venture, playing with these brand new planes, trying to break you know speed barriers and stuff. He's he gets thrown back in, but he's not stuck. He's moved on. He left Top Gun. He's doing this new thing. Just when they think you're out, they drag you back in. in. But I'm, I, what I mean to say is you're right because he's doing, like, he has the need for speed, right? Yeah. So he's he's killing that demon. And he, all he has to do is fly straight because he's doing, you know, jet, he's test flying jets. Mm-hmm. And that makes perfect sense for a guy that was that guy in the 80s. Exactly. Perfect sense. Right. But for, for him today, he's just a little bit like, what the fuck? Are you serious? In any case, um, but I did like see, seeing Iceman in that in that in that way and being like a high ranking officer that makes mm-hmm. perfect sense. It does. Um I really appreciated uh the idea of of um making him understand that uh, having said everything that I've said before that he has this thing to do and he has to do it. Like there's mm-hmm. no two ways about it. Like you got to do this shit or get the fuck out, and um, you know, at the end, I really just like jets flying, but there's not really a lot to go on this movie. I don't, I, I don't, I really can't tell you. Like the plot was fantastic. It's not. I can't tell you. Like, oh, the 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 from a from a movie making point of view, from the from the the production point of view and all that shit is fucking beyond beyond anything it's a movie shot in like 5k in cameras inside of a fire jet with people fucking doing real g's in, a, in an airplane that shit is beyond cool but i almost should have been like a fucking like i feel like a documentary about this movie i would like 10 times more than the movie uh, behind itself. the scenes right <laughs> like i'm gonna like that way more than i've ever liked this movie you know what i mean mm-hmm. um but uh you know, and like I said, it's not woke enough for me, but but uh, and I don't want to give it kudos for trying. Yeah, it's an 80s movie being played in 2022. Right. It's exactly what it is. It's exactly what it is. So, you know, I don't have a lot to go on. Um, I dread to add this, Matt, but we're going to go to the point system. For those of you that are new today, we have a point system. Matt and I six dog came up with a six toes point system for the movies. Zero toes being the absolute worst movie ever made. Six toes being the Amadeus of movies. So Matt. Yes. How many toes do you give Top Gun Maverick? I'm going to really surprise you here. You might. One toe. One? One. One goddamn toe. Wow. Um, if we weren't doing this for a podcast, I never would have watched this movie to begin yes. with. Yes. And then I kind of wish I didn't watch the original because I think I would have liked this a little more if I didn't know the exact same story beforehand because there's nothing that happens in the second one 
that you can't kind of figure out why it's that way. Right. right. Um, but I think watching the original so close to the new one was like, this is exactly the same nonsense. Um, the, the plane porn is pretty cool. Uh, and that's that's really it. Like, the story's yeah. shit. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, even the acting, I don't feel like it's overly great. And it's very predictable. There's not, there's not a lot required of acting. There's not. And it's, it's... Like, I didn't feel Rooster's pain. Like, his father died. He has all this anguish and anger. But I didn't feel that, like And also, him. they didn't do anything with that. Not no, really. Nothing. Not really. They, I, I mean, you know, they kind of touched the edges. And they were like, all right, let's move on. Let's fight. Yeah, because you need some conflict. Like, what's what's the you know easiest conflict we can do here? All right, we'll do this, and then they overcome it, and everything is fine. So, wouldn't it have been a much better story had Rooster really been like, "I love you, Uncle Tom Cruise," and then when they're about to fly this mission, he really blows up and he comes out of nowhere, and Tom Cruise is like, "I can't believe you're holding on to that," and then Tom Cruise has to admit, "Oh yes, I have to believe he's holding on to that because that was his fucking dad that I yeah. killed." There's emotion needed to come out. There needed to be a breakdown from Rooster at some point. Crying, anger. There needed to be a real breakdown because he's never dealt with the pain. With the pain. And your father dying is a pretty big, you 100%. know, yeah. hole in your heart. 100%. So and eventually, and he blames Tom Cruise for it. He he blames him why his father's dead. So there must be, to me, an overdone for movie's sake blow up either crying on his shoulder or fighting him or something something where right. emotion overcomes him and it, it never really happens it never happens and you know i think they tried to stay away from that which i thought was interesting the fact that they didn't say like i hate you because you killed my dad it's more like i understand that i'm a pilot too i know what you went through but then i hate you because you held me back and they never played that enough like it just yeah. it wasn't enough of a payoff you can't hate tom cruise well you, you just can't. look in his eyes and be like all right you can yeah, do whatever you want whatever. i forgive you in any case so, six though. Yes, sir. In my case, I I have to tell you, I might, tell sur- me. I might surprise you. Ooh, ooh. I, love I give I give this movie one and a half toes. Oh, I'm a little surprised. I thought you were gonna go at least two. Yeah, uh, no, you know, I I would if it's on, I will watch it a hundred and two times. I won't. You, I won't. I won't have a problem watching it and getting up whenever they're talking, making myself a whole, a whole fucking turkey, Make and then come back dinner. in the and then if the movie's still on, I watch you know the plane porn again at the end. But <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not. I don't hate it. I just didn't get anything from it. Yeah, and and I, that's I, my I, biggest problem with that. I could uh, agree with that. That you get nothing from it. It doesn't do anything to to piss you off. I guess to me it did because I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of like a it's, slap it's, in the face to me. Like, <laughs> well, like we're not going to really try. Like we just right. want to make some money. Right, right. We're not going to put a lot of effort into this thing. Right. We're going to do some cool plane tricks. Yes, but we're going to feed you the same nonsense. Right. This person at work that I saw this movie with was always telling me like, "Oh, he broke this many records and he did this," and I'm always like, "All right, man. I mean, that's great." And it's not because I I don't I don't I don't begrudge him for being excited. It's just I'm not excited. I felt like yeah. the movie was like it, there's nothing that that's really like grievous to me about it. Uh, but there's also like we said nothing that I gained from it where I was like, oh man, this made me feel like once again like I wanted to get into my car and fucking 
push the gear four times more than more than the fucking Fast and Furious ever has. In any case, um, next time that we meet you guys, yes, we will be doing another sequel from a '90s classic, Clerks yes. Three. Uh, Clerks Three. Yeah. You know, I went to a coworker of ours who was born in '94. Oh and lord! I told this person that. On Friday, I'm going to see Clerks 3. And this person said, what is Clerks 3? And I said, it's the third movie from the Clerks. And then they responded, what's Clerks? Oh, Lord. Then I felt really old, and I held my head down, and I walked away. So I, I'm surprised that my niece, there was like a, some sort of Netflix renaissance to Kevin Smith. And a lot of like twenty year olds were watching it, so I, I guess it skipped somewhere in the middle, because mm-hmm. my niece was born in two thousand, my nephew was born in two thousand and two, so like there, those kids it grabbed. Like all of my all of my nieces and nephews know all of the Kevin Smith movies, but they if should. but anybody in their thirties are like clerks, Kevin uh, Smith, huh? I don't that? get it. Like what is what's what is this dogma you speak of? Get out of my house. Get out of my house. <laughs> But um, that's a different. I know we sometimes tease you people and say, oh, we're going to do this movie. Then we never, ever do it. Right. Um, <laughs> Andy but, Savas has a list. He tattoos them now when we don't do them. <laughs> so he has a list on his chest. So uh, we're definitely doing this because we already have tickets. We're going to the Beacon. We're watching Clerks 3. And Bam. if we're going to watch a movie, we might as well do a podcast on it. Might as well. Uh, hey, by the way, before we go... A very special congratulations to our Ooh. very dear and close friend Nika Beeman. Hey oh Beeman tying the knot. You're still not invited to the podcast, but we love you very much and we're very happy for you. Yeah, with your secret wedding. <laughs> we're gonna have to have a, a talking to her. Yeah. Are we supposed to talk about it? Maybe we shouldn't put this in the podcast. I don't know. Congratulations. Don't know. Yeah, don't know. well, the four people who are listening already know because they really said <laughs> congratulations on Facebook. That's true. So I guess we're in the <laughs> Maybe maybe our fans in San Diego don't know, but they don't know Nika Beeman either, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um anyways, uh thank you for stopping by. Thank San you. San for- Diego. Uh, Thank you for uh, uh, lending us your ears. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. See, Hey-o! I stole it from you. I stole ah, it from you. You did. <laughs> you took my power away. <laughs> Cue the music. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Two friends in a movie. 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 Friends in the movie. Two friends in the movie. With Madison Sixto. With Sixto and Nat. With Madison Sixto. With Sixto and Nat. With Madison Sixto. Madison Sixto. Madison Sixto.